Hello, namaste, and welcome to Awaken Your Light Radio Show. My name is Karen Cressman. I am a multiversal shaman, spiritual interpreter, and self-empowerment coach. And it is my mission, opportunity, purpose, passion to walk this walk and learn love. How do we bring love to everything we do? How do we remember the light essence that exists in each and every one of us? We have spirit running through our veins, the same as the trees and the plants and the grass and the rocks and the crystals and the all the animals and species on the planet. How do we get back to love? I was recently so inspired by an article I read in the Oprah magazine about Anthony Ray Hinton, who was sentenced and sat on death row for 28 years for a sentence, two sentences of murder, that he had a valid, concrete, confirmed alibi for. He was at work, and his boss acknowledged that. They ignored it. They ignored it. Welcome to Alabama in the South in the 1900s. A black man who had to take the blame for a robbery. Because as his pro bono lawyer, who never had a law degree in his life, said, you all are always doing something. So... I wrote a newsletter, which you can find on my website, The Sun Will Rise. Sun. The sun representing our masculinity, our strength, our power, our purpose. What actions we take forth to move forward with. Sun Will Rise. Anthony wrote a book about his experience, and the title is the sun does rise. But the wise ones put a different tweak to it. I think you'll find it a fascinating read. And I was just thinking about it before coming on because I knew I was going to talk about it a little bit. What does it take a soul who's experienced such incredible injustice to find love in it? To find love in it. Talk about spiritual enlightenment. <laughs> um, he's our next Nelson Mandela, I believe. A black man who sat in prison unjustly, accused and sentenced, kept a slave to injustice, walked out of it in love and service and passion and compassion for even those who put him there. That's what Anthony Ray Hinton accomplished. That's not, I've got chills just saying it and tears in my eyes, if that's not love, what is? What is? So I want to start today off with toning for freedom. Freedom to love. Freedom to happiness. Financial freedom to live a life of our dreams. Freedom. I took a not at all 
what I expected? Okay, then. <laughs> All righty. So just um, a little heads up. <sighs> it's September 1st, guys. Wow. We, how did we get there? The end of the summer and fall here in the Eastern Hemisphere. So uh, next Saturday, next Sunday, the September, I'm getting my S's confused. Next Sunday in September on the 9th. Yes, we're at September 9th already, next Sunday. And I will be doing a show to ask the sun how the 2018 autumn equinox will affect you. And it's something around balance, guys. I really, when I wrote that, it dawned on me what I heard myself as I was typing equinox. I heard balance. Balance. It's the balance of light and dark. I think there's a powerful message here. After coming through these intense eclipses, and especially the longest eclipse of the century on uh, in the end of July, we're really, really, really needing to get to a new balance. Because I know after all the work I've done, a lot of stuff came up and out. I'm sure that you're all going through that. So it's going to be a conversation around equinox and balance. How do we balance into the new energies? Because we've all been shaken up again. Once again, <laughs> we've been going through it. So with that said, this show is exciting today. Um, oh, it's just, it's, I, I, I hope that it does for you what it did for me. It gave me so much hope that things are shifting, that we are experiencing change. So enjoy the show. We just flipped and uh, teleported to a somewhere in space, and we're entering a cargo hold in a ship. John, is this like one of the motherships? Is this... Um, no. Oh. No mistake, Commander. No mistake, Hannah and Mark. Welcome. Welcome. It is good to see you again. No mistake, Commander. Galilee is waiting. Come with me. All right. He's putting me in that elevator thing, that glass elevator. Oh, and he's going up a separate one. This is the thing that gives me, puts me in the environmental suit kind of thing, the shrink wrap. <laughs> I'm getting shrink wrapped. Um, okay. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Ah, it's chilly. It's chilly. Mm. Um, okay. <clears throat> He's waiting. I don't know how to get out. What do I get out? Um, it's not ready yet. He's saying, just one moment. He's putting a finger at one moment. Or claw, I should say. Oh, okay. Now it just shrunk over me. Ah. And the door is opening. Now you're ready. Follow me. Galilee is waiting in the conference room. Okay. This is All right, working technology. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yes, Mark, one day you'll be able to experience it in person. And give you a big hug, Amanda. I'm looking forward to that. You're not as pretty as her. <laughs> <laughs> He just winked at me. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, it's funny because I don't think reptilians think there's anything pretty about humans. <laughs> Which, you know, we could go vice versa. He's like, wait, I'm not handsome? <sighs> <laughs> You've really learned a sense of humor, haven't you? Working on it. 
And he's opening the door open for me as we go in. Aha! We got another room of reptilians in Galilee. And Korea is here. Namaste. And Willem. Namaste, everyone. Namaste, Karen. We've been waiting. Join us. That was, uh, that was Karee. Oh, she's giving me a hug. So is Willem, and so is um, Galilee. And, oh, the commander's taking my hand and bowing. And really learning to like that. <laughs> me too. Me too. And everybody in the room is just kind of like shuffling. Like, shuffling. They're getting used to it, too. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll have them do it, too, one of these days. Um, okay, Galilee, you're going to need to meet, bring more people when they all want to do this. Cause I, I, it'll take me forever to go around this table. So um, he just left. Um, all right. Thank you all for coming today. What I wanted to show you is an update on what's going on galactically and on Earth. Much has happened, Karen and Mark, since we last met. And there's many, many good things that are going on. So we wanted you to all know about this because it's important for you to be the voice of the planet, the voice of this transition on the planet and how we are helping. Eventually, others will open up to this. But for now, you're one of the voices we can work with and as well as the Andromeda Council. He's pulling up a screen. Um, the screen was there. He's pulling up images. This is the inner earth um, sanctuary they were trying to create, right? The word's not coming to me. Um, where they were going to hide themselves. Yes, Karen. It is. It's one of the stasis chambers. Okay. What has happened? Oh, a being came there? Yes, it did. In fact, we've caught three so far. Wow. Wow, very great, guys. I'm clapping, and they're all looking at me like, huh? <laughs> and he's, he's telling them in their tongue what that means. And I'm bowing, like, to say, great job, great job. And they're all kind of going, oh, well, oh, okay. And they're, they're bowing now on their own. So very great. They're starting to learn your protocol, Karen. And I'm happy to learn yours as well. He he just grinned and shook his head. Okay, now, what is next? Um want to share with you what has happened with that because this is something Mark was talking about as well and what we were able to do is uh, triangulate their coordination, their, their um, coordinates. And we were able to bring them to a location where they could be contained and interrogated. Unfortunately, we had to use some very difficult interrogation methods. Literally, the only way to get information from them was to do what you would call a truth serum. And yes, Mark, to answer the question you're going to ask, we used the same gas that was used in the meeting. We had to tweak it and shift it a little bit in addition to some chemicals that he was given, but the two combined then brought forth the truth of what they are doing. So we learned some more about where they're trying to locate themselves, where they're trying to hide out, how they're biolocating, and how they are 
um, teleporting to all these different locations, we got a lot of good info that the Andromeda Council is now using on their ships as well. We were able to put together the technology that will assist these other ships, our comrade ships we call them, from the Andromeda Council fleet to work with ours, with our fleet as well. I am also happy to report that we were able to capture a total of 21 so far of these hybrid super soldiers that have been created. I, I do have a, a, a related question, which is important. Have you figured out how to disable their adaptive uh, genetics? so that they cannot adapt so well to a new planet or environment and so forth? Because that is definitely an important thing to be able to disable, as you know. And I'm going to add to that, Mark, because my question was, are these the same type of hybrid as the ones that we saw being shipped into Uranus, Uranus at, that had? that adaptive skin that, uh, that allowed them to adapt to anything. Are they the same ones? Yes, to both questions. Yes, Karen, they are the same type of hybrid super soldiers. Yes, Mark, we've learned more, not enough, but we've learned more about how that technology works in its creation. And unfortunately, it's not a technology that could be used, technology that works with our species and our type of DNA and metabolism. And that's the best way I can say it to all of you. There's a total different, totally different chemistry with our species than with your species. It has to do with the terrain that we can live in has to do with body temperature. There's a lot of chemical equations that are involved in how it works. And we are starting to learn how we might use it for good or to combat the threats of these beings how our, we could create a suit for our warriors to wear that would allow them to more easily adjust to different environments and terrains. So thank you for clarifying that information. Okay. Oh, he's bringing up a screen of these beings in like a stasis chamber um, that they created. And, Commander, what's the point of that? Why are you keeping them there? It's, it's a way that we can humanely continue to test them and get samples, water, water samples. But it's not water, it's um, like a serum. It's a serum. I'm not sure we have the correct verbiage, but, but they have like a, um, it's a liquid serum that's in their body, more or less. It, uh, I'm, I'm seeing them working with, and that's their, that's what they can determine their DNA with and their, a lot of the chemistry behind this hybrid of how it's built and designed and how it manages food and energy and absorption from its environment. Very interesting. Yes, we've been doing these kind of studies, and that's what's helping us understand them more fully. For two reasons. One is to know how to, unfortunately, eliminate them. Or the second reason would be 
how to make, reprogram them and mm. make them functioning beings for the world. That mm. would be the best thing. If we could reprogram them and put them into our ranks, we would be able to allow them to live. We don't really like the alternative, but certainly we are first and foremost wanting freedom for all. And we'd hate to take away their freedom. That doesn't serve the equation at all. So we're looking for a way to transmute them or transform them into a being that is a positive, beneficial support system to our world and others. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. The question I have is the ones that you were able to free with the uh, dragonflies on Uranus, where are, are they and what are they doing, the ones that you were able to do that with there? That is a technology, <clears throat> actually, I'm going to let Galilee answer that because they've been working on that technology. <clears throat> yes, what we can report to you is we, we discovered the chemical makeup of why those dragonfly teeth work so well. We discovered what they did to their serum, which has really helped us with these things. We're starting to form, create a formula that we want to try on these beings. And is this something that we could work with? Unfortunately, uh, some of these beings were reprogrammed. They were reprogrammed back to the original. Um, or most of them. Most of them that didn't accept. Some of them did escape um, unknowingly to those superiors. Um, but Galilee, what happened with them? Are they still in the happy state and the benevolent loving state? Yes. Yes, we've been able to find some of them. And we are working with them at this time because that's what we're looking at and testing to see how it's working and what's involved. Is it something that they have to continue to take the rest of their lives? Or can we have it be a permanent fix? That's the unknown at this point. And that's what we really have to learn more about. It's just a fascinating idea and possibility that we're thrilled to have the opportunity to work with. Mm. I have a question. If you were able to raise their light quotient on the quantum DNA level for them, like we are doing through our ascension process, so if you were able to bring their quantum DNA with the higher light quotient according to a divine light alignment, would that help in some way? If we could do that, we very well might. We don't know how to do that. We don't have the technology developed at this time. And that's something that we are hoping to learn more about when the solar flare happens in this world. Now, there was a solar flare that just happened in the sun next to this galaxy. We have teams there that were working with those galactics to see if we could figure something out. Still being mm. worked on. It is still being mm. worked on. Right. So you can call on Shimmer and his people, and and uh, they they can assist you as well. There are some beings in that galaxy that also have a lot of of knowledge on that. So. We are working with um, several resources, but remember something. Shimmer and his people are from a different um, area of the universe with a whole different star system 
vibrational pattern and frequency. So that's the problem is we've got to figure out how to match those frequencies. We know what works. We don't know how to create it here at this time. Mm. And that's what there's meetings about and there's groups working in labs on. But we just don't know how to do that yet, Mark. So just know we're working on it. Good question. All right. right. Commander is wanting, he's moving on to another picture. And I don't know what this is. This is one of our lunar bases in our world in Orion. And what I wanted to show all of you is a short film. I think you'll greatly appreciate this. I had this made so that I could present it to all of you. Okay. What I'm seeing is a ship is landing on this. I can't tell if it's um, like a command center. It's a planet. It's a planet with, and there's a base. That's what I'm seeing. It's a base, and it's opening up. Oh, my God. It's huge, really huge. It's like the whole, it's like Uranus, the, the huge, huge, huge. It's um, actually bigger than that one, Karen. Wow. Wow. Basically, it's the whole inside of the planet that they've been able to take and make into a base. Oh, my gosh. There's all kinds of beings. There's, it's like going to one of those galactic meetings almost. And how you see mostly humanoid with, all, with other beings. This one's mostly reptilian with other beings. We are learning to work with others. It's a wonderful thing. This connection and association with the Andromeda Council has opened my people up to being willing to work with different species that are not like us. But they're learning acceptance. They're learning to um, to not judge, to accept, to interact, to collaborate. They're learning all of the things that this council has taught me. And I am so thrilled to show you how much it is transcending into my species and they're learning new ways. Oh, I see a couple walking and they're different species. And holding hands. So it's a reptilian with somebody else. Holding hands. Mm. Yes. We have some inner inner species relationships happening. It's truly huge. This is so huge for my people to be, to have learned to accept others. I see some people around the table are not too happy about this concept. Well, some minds are set and others are open. We're very careful about that. If people are very against it, then they go to a base where there's only reptilians. We respect that choice. But we also remind them to respect the other person's choice. And this way... They learn respect and acceptance in that way, to accept that somebody else wants something different. And we feel that eventually they will shift their perspective and open up. Okay, he's going to the next thing, and it's another base thing? Yes. I'm happy to report that we now have five bases like this that are all mixed races and species. 
this one I'm seeing a lot of different types of reptilians. So you have the red, the green, the brown. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Oh, there's a white one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought the white were queens. What's that about? It's actually, those are albinos. We have albinos in our species as well, where they just something mutates and they don't have color. It also could have been experimentation or, or this being could have been created in a lab. We don't know. We just know that the heart is pure and they are very willing to work with others. And especially walking around in this facility and seeing all of the other species, they no longer feel like an outcast and so different. So a lot of the albino reptilians, the, the few that there are, are working in these kinds of locations and they're finally feeling like the, there's a place of acceptance for them. So that's another message that we wanted to bring forth that we've been able to create for our own species a new level of acceptance. It's been quite wonderful. Mm. Quite wonderful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is there a way that you can, that you're working with a collective consciousness as a group for each individual base of a, and maybe connecting the five bases together with a like one or two or like a group of specific uh, belief systems or intentions which they can identify with, which can congeal them into that higher intention and growth into a higher potentiality? That is already happening just in the fact that we have a telepathic ability. So it is formulating through the telepathic ability. It is also happening in communications because remember, these all these beings have what you would call a family. They have personal connections. And we encourage them to speak about this. <laughs> we also broadcast this. And people are seeing what's going on causing quite a stir but especially for these beings they're very happy and as much as it's causing a stir we get people asking to be a part of it daily our numbers are growing we're working on a sixth base at this time so mm. it is happening without us having to do what you were thinking of, Mark. We are, we are doing it. We, we are chemically more or less connected in a way that humans aren't. How can you use what you are learning at these bases with the Grico hybrids since they are similar but also different? Is there anything that you can adapt to work with the Draco hybrids? Question. What we're trying to understand the serum, the, the the type of serum that's in their body, that's a type of blood, what you would consider blood. For us, it's a different substance and uh, purpose. And we're hoping that once we better understand that, that we could figure out a way to connect them. But their serum and their DNA and their chemical structure is different than ours. So right now we don't know how to do that. We are, they do, they have their own connected source. Like they can all mobilize together with one thought. That's the way this is programmed. We are looking at understanding the technology first and then figuring out how to mobilize it in a different way. So, good question. Okay, what I want to show you all next is 
I flipping this the screen? <clears throat> I don't I can't I can't make out what this is. I just see white. Um Galilee, can you help me with this? I can't or Commander, I can't make out the, the all of the reptilians have just leaned in to the picture. I don't have a clue what this is. It's a cocoon, Karen. Huh? What is that for? It's a type of cocoon that reptilian our species can go in create and go into to go in a type of stasis metamorphosis. And what does it do for all of you? I'm seeing it's almost like a an egg. Cocoon type egg. Um wow. All the reptilians are fascinated by it. They're they're wanting more information. Is it? I mean, it's almost looking like 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 a caterpillar morphing into a butterfly. It is a similar type of metamorphosis. And your species can do that. What do they transform into? That's what I'm trying to. They were clicking through the slides, and I'm I'm not quite getting what that is. It is a way to rejuvenate ourselves. It is a way that if you have an injury or you have. Um, what you would consider a medical issue, something on that nature, we can go into this cocoon stasis and heal ourselves. It's a way we can heal. Because what I'm seeing is like another, the reptilian just coming out of it. I'm not seeing that it morphed into anything. It does. It would be what you would consider a med bed. This is our med bed. Ah. So you kind of morph into a new, you morph back to a younger self, in other words. Yes, we become anew. Go ahead, Mark. Could a cocoon be created for the Draco hybrids so that when they come out of the cocoon that they become transformed back into the highest potentiality and non-threatening, um, deprogrammed, when, or, or something like that idea? You are following the thread of thought here. That is the other thing we're working on creating once we understand the serum. Yes, that is something that's being worked on, and that's why we showed you this. There's a lot of things that have been happening since we met last. That's what we're excited to show you. So, wow, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Mm. But But now, if your species wasn't, very loving and accepting and everything when they went into this med bed you know our med beds aren't supposed to affect our brain it's only going to affect the physical being that the ones that are talked about is this affecting their mental state also or just their physical state just the physical state it's a similar concept the mental state stays the same. And we're looking at how we can work with this chemistry of this serum to have it affect both. 
but we also would like to see if we can have it happen for reptilians as well that go into this to heal status. We'd like to have them come out of this with more acceptance and non-judgment. So you're mm. both exactly in the train of thought of where we're going with this. Excellent. Mm. All right. I have a question. Like we have in our etheric fields, our mental energy field, we have our emotional energy field uh, and other aspects of our etheric anatomy. Do the reptilian races have something similar to that that you could perhaps work with? No, we do not. Good thought, again. A good possible analogy, but ours is not the same makeup at all. So ours is all transmuted through our, our serum. And that's what's so different here. Hmm. That's what... Go ahead. Uh, Do you understand how our morphogenic field, for example, of a planet works and how that affects all the living species that, that live or are within that morphogenic field? Is there a way that you can adapt that technology that knowing of the creation frequencies and so forth with the reptilians if say they're on a particular moon or a planet that has been adapted through the morphogenic field to support change and transformation from that quantum level no if we knew how to do that we would do it but there's not there's not many the Andromeda Council doesn't know how to... Galilee's just shaking its head, Mark. That's not technology that's known at this time. Not at least in these in this, these areas. Um, and if the Guardians know, they're not sharing it with us. Galilee is mm. saying. So, okay. all right. Let us complete this. We want to get through the rest of this. Um, what he is showing us now is this is one of the galactic galactic space stations isn't it the one that the two of you were at that is so huge <laughs> i remember that one mark that was huge yes i remember and just floating um i'm happy to report that we have workers and representatives there now this is a first for us Wow. Oh, Commander, that's wonderful. Mm. Galilee is saying, and they're doing very well. They're helping us immensely with their knowledge of the reptilians. They're allowing us to, to, to take some of their serum to just work with and do some of these other tests and, and, and information with. They're working telepathically with the serum to, to morph it into different things. So we are doing a lot of experiments in that direction, what you two were asking about previously. And we're excited at the possibilities and we're excited with the knowledge that we're receiving at this time because it's knowledge that we'll be able to use for all species eventually. Mm. Once we understand this, we'll be able to utilize it in different ways um, to, once we understand how the fluid serum cell, cell interaction happens, we will be able to adjust it. We'll find the mathematical equation to adjust it for blood, for any other species fluid in makeup. Mm -hmm. So it's something that's really exciting us, and it's um, it's going well. Commander's and how it reacts to their telepathic abilities as well, how it reacts to that as well. Yes, yes. And the 
field, the etheric field you're talking about, like for humans and a lot of humanoids, they have that field. So that's something that's being studied. And for us, it's a different scenario, but we're working on that to see how we can, these hybrids and how we can morph that, morph them into a different possibility. And uh, so there's a lot of exciting, you just turn the screen off. There's a lot of exciting possibilities at this time. We're very happy to report and glad you came back to learn about this. Thank you very much. Hmm. He's asking yeah, if well, there's I, any last questions. Well, working with their actual creation frequencies, that like plasma, for example, and so forth, they actually create matter, they create form. Can you look at the specific creation frequency combination that makes up what they are? Like you said before, they are. there are some differences between them and the commander's uh, reptilian race. Can you look at mm -hmm. that specific, what creation frequencies make them up to how they were formed and created from that level so that you can sort of like back engineer, reverse engineer them Not at this time, in that Mark. Way? We can't, no. Not at this time. We don't have that technology or that ability. We are developing it, and it will will. We'll go from there, but no, not at this time. There are directives and there are universal laws and restrictions and regulations around that too. And so there's some things we can, we can work with and some things we can't. You saw the, the setup on, was it Uranus or Saturn? Where there were they were doing those tests and creating beings I think that, that I think that was Jupiter. I'm in Jupiter. Jupiter. That's right. Um, you saw all of that and they were definitely not honoring law. We do not want to go there. And so there's a limitation to what we can do and what we can't do with creation frequencies. So we are working with what we know at this point, and we are working with what we can at this point. So we'll leave it at that. All right. Thank you both for coming. We will walk you out. And Commander, it was an absolute delight once again to be here and witness all these amazing accomplishments that you have helped the Andromeda Council create. We are thrilled to team with you and be associates. Mm. He's bowing. I'm bowing. And the table's bowing. Oh, my goodness, mm. what a shift. Mm. And, and we love and appreciate, we love and appreciate all of you that are here. And I'm looking forward to our continued collaboration and co-creation together for the greater good of the whole. All the love and light with you. Namaste. I took my fingers to my, um, in prayer mode, to my first eye and, and moved my hands out to all of them. And they did the same thing. It was really quite wonderful. So goodbye for now. We're walking out. Um, Galilee and Willem and, and Curry are coming with me. We had arrived earlier, Karen. I knew that you had a delay. So we came in and we were doing some things beforehand. But we can leave with you this time. Okay, thank you. And, um, so on the way out, we just want to share with you that Inner Earth has been extremely busy. We have been busily working with surface humans. We've been connecting. We have been guiding meditations. We have been 
assisting many to come into the awakenings point of con- of um, consciousness. And as you well know, these eclipses have thrown a lot of people on the surface. It's made a lot of people go deep and dark, and it's made a lot of people very uncomfortable. Thanks to our groups in Inner Earth, we have been able to help maintain the peace on the surface. Galilee is saying, we have also been monitoring frequencies and helping to shift negative frequencies to up the amplifications around all of you and delete um, the effects of the elf towers and the mind control frequencies that are being brought onto the planet. So we have been monitoring that with a lot of ships and we've been able to key into those frequencies and help to shift them as well. So it's why you're finding things a little more peaceful right now. It wouldn't be this way if all of the support systems wouldn't be happening right now for all of you. So just know that. We know that there's a lot of pressure. We know that you guys have been really overwhelmed. We know that there's a lot of people praying for something different. And we just want you to know that we have been doing a tremendous amount to support you, even though it may not feel like it. Know that it could be a lot more chaotic on the surface right now if we weren't doing these other things to support you. So Yeah, um, I have a question regarding from what you said. Because a lot of people are talking about the harm that the new 5G Internet would do. What are you doing to to stop that from being brought online and to provide us with a new and better Internet, which, of course, it would be much safer for us to use for our communications, not only on the planet's surface, but also, as you know, lives being done to off-planet as well? Know that a lot of the information you are getting is, to create fear. Remember, it's to create fear. The Alliance has plans in place. They're working with you. It's part of the new technologies that will be coming forth. Just every time you hear something like that, something about fear or harm, just say a prayer of gratitude for something that will serve all on the planet in a loving way and allow for the shift to 5D. Keep focusing there, all right? Because a lot of what you're hearing is meant to upset people, that they're trying to get the fear factor back because they're losing it. Mm. And don't feed into it. And no matter what you hear, if it doesn't feel good, just Keep focusing on the greatest good and everybody having food and water and taking care of and health care and keep focusing on all those basics that you want to happen because that's what will continue to have it flow into place sooner rather than later. Right. All right. With that, and we take our leave. Thank you say, so much. Love, love you all. Love you all. Yes, and I'm getting hugs here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Willem. I'm back at Drummond, and they're back at their ship. So, namaste for now. We will see you next month. Namaste. Love, line, blessings to all. All right, guys. There we go. I am very, very excited that... um, it's just so exciting to hear all of the wonderful, wonderful things that have been happening. I mean, really, it's been a short time frame that we have been so involved with the commander. 
I would have to go back and, and look at all the shows. I believe it's only been a year since the Inner Earth Council has gotten together, maybe a year and a half. We certainly did meet this same commander. I met him for the first time in 2011. And um, he scared out of me <laughs> at the time, but he was so loving. Um it's just so exciting for me to have gone from there in 2011 to this and this knowledge and those bases and all of the acceptance and collaboration and co-creation. That is huge. Think about the shift in that in the last two years. And we can go anywhere on this planet, really. And I've been amazed at how many inner race, racial uh relationships are happening. You see it all over. You see Asian, black, black, white, Indian, Asian, Indian, white. It's just so wondrous to see all of the different acceptance levels that are starting to happen. And even with LGBT, we're starting to get there. I know there's a contingent that is, especially in this country, that is wanting to, to go backwards in this path. But I do believe the sun will rise. I do believe that love will triumph. I do believe that we can shift the frequency of ourselves and this planet. And the messages that came forth today are showing that as well. They're bringing that forth, that opportunity, that inspiration and the empowerment to know that we are moving in a more positive direction. We are moving into a field, a fifth dimension where love will rule the planets and peace will rule the planets and love will rule the stars. This is an example today. And the message we received is an example of love ruling the planet and being the thread of the universe. That is the message of hope and inspiration that we can bring forward from all of this. So it is an absolute joy, an absolute um, blessing that we are there. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you to all. And have a wonderful week. There we go. I The recording hadn't stopped. It went on pause. Sorry. I knew that I was getting some feedback, and I'm hoping that you could all hear me through that. I believe so because I had it muted. I had the sound off, thank goodness. And so, anyway, everyone, I am so thrilled that you will move forward. Talk about labor-free weekend. I mean, it's just so amazing to know that we're finding freedom and we're creating it all beings, not just earthlings. Creating it with all beings. It's a collaborative co-creation, and that is what will change the morphogenic field. That is what will shift the quantum field. That is what will align us with the fifth dimension. Join me back next Sunday for the um, Talking to the Sun about the equinox and balance. And for any of those People who are in the Philadelphia area, I will be doing the Empower Holistic Light Expo in the Oaks, King of Prussia area on the weekend of the 29th, 30th. I don't know when my um, speaking engagement will be, but I will be doing that. So that's a save the date kind of thing, at least to know about that expo. There's so many wonderful things that are uh, possible there. And I will take us out with more toning for the freedom of labor and the sea freedom to co-create. Mm-hmm.
Bye for now.